Come on. This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. <laughs> Jed Hoyer. How dare he? Come on! We know what you're you up to, Jed, you sneaky sneakerson. Well, we really don't know what he's up to because it's time to go out there and cut some checks, man. He's you're, up to fooling us. You're a major market team. And I know you're waiting for prices to come down. Believe me, I'm the guy that buys about-to-expire meat and and day-old baked goods. But I'm not a major market baseball team. You don't have to do that. You're not? No. You Go go cut a check. If you have to overpay a little bit in a year that you're expected to be a contender to win the division and beyond, get on with it. I said that about Jorge Soler like an hour ago, and you were against it. I'm just not a big fan of his game. Oh, my gosh. To me, it's the opposite, man. That guy produces no matter where he is. But he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't really produce. I don't know. Look at his numbers. I, he's got, the guy's worth less than a win a year. Let's see about That's, that. He's average 0.74 war per year. That's bad. I just need some offense. All right, well... Why don't we listen back to what was... He's still 170 total home runs. I mean, he just earned himself $14 million a year over nine. That's five extra million, guys. Why aren't you using your other number when you talk about Solaire? I did. I used uh, WRC Plus as a career 112. Which would make him... 12% better than the average offensive player given the current run environment. 12% is statistically significant and would have helped the Cubs make the playoffs. Which means that he's better than... A lot of offensive players, right? Your right, but, I, but, he's, but he's, he's a net positive offensively. Some years. I, that's total. Mark my words, people. This might go down as something you regret. Jed. All right. Come on. Well, let's hear. Like most of the years he's been. At, no, look at each year. He's been, look. I'm looking at his OPS plus right now. 146, 99, 103, 35. So Lara's not Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom is not nearly as consistent. 99, 78, 131, 95, 128. Hate yeah. it here. So most years that he's played, the majority of years that he's played, he's been either average or above average offensively. But I ha- but he can't give him a glove, and we have our, we have the DH. We're not talking about we're strictly talking about him as an offensive player. But the DH is in place, right? That's why we're talking about him because he would. There's no spot for him. There's no spot for him. So, Whatever you just said, the judge should spend it. I agree. Yes, with but you. not. They have no spot for Jorge Soler. They have their, they have a DH because you want Nick Madrigal at third. I don't want him there, but that's who's there. But they they've got a guy who does what Solaire does, who's younger, less expensive, and might even be better. So let's hear what Jed Hoyer said as he welcomed everyone. Jed, as you get started here, um, you guys missed the playoffs by one game last year. What like what gives you the confidence that you guys can take that next step this year uh, to to get into the playoffs? Yeah, you know, last year was exciting in so many ways, and I think that we did a lot of really good things, obviously. But you know, we struggled in September and and, and fell a game short with a team that I feel like you know probably should have been in the postseason. And I think you know we've added some really good players this winter. I do think that uh, we have a lot of of young players and 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 some young veteran players that I think have a chance to take take real steps forward. And I think that's the. The, the most exciting thing for me is I feel like we have a deep roster and we have a deep roster of, of players I think have, that have a chance to continue to get better. And um, I think that gives me a lot of hope that, that, that we can, um, you know, accomplish this year what we couldn't last year. 
Closure's definitely warming up at this point, you know. Um, uh, there's a lot of good free agents out there. Certainly, it's been a really late, evolving off season, and so um, you know, every day we're in, in, in contact with different free agents, and we may well, you know, add one or more players to the, to the roster. But at this point, you know, as we sit down and, and think about it, I mean, it is February 14th. You know, it is day one of spring training, and we're trying to focus on the guys that are here. Uh, how do you balance that when? But you said it's day one of spring training, trying to focus on the guys that are here, but you also are negotiating with potentially guys that may you may add to the ball club. I mean, that's that's our job. You know, I think that he's managing the team every day, and he's out there with the players. And um, yeah, sure, I'll go out there and uh, watch a few bullpens and things like that. But ultimately, our job is is you know more behind the scenes. You know, we'll. We know we're always talking to agents this time of year. There's always players still left on the market, so that's that's nothing new. Um, but again, I you know I'm not out there every day with the players. I think our job is to talk to agents and, and to handle other things you know, behind the scenes. Jen, not a ton of lefty options um, for you guys right now. As far as depth in the organization, are there guys that you foresee maybe being able to contribute when it comes to managing those matchups as the season starts? Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll continue to um, both look at free agency and look look internally. Uh, are you talking about left-handed bats? Are you talking left-handed? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, and no, we were excited to bring in Michael Bush. Obviously, he had a really good year in the minors last year, and um, you know, we're excited to bring his bat into the lineup. Um, we have some young players that, that certainly can can help, but you know, that's something we, we talked about a lot internally that we are a pretty right-handed team, and um, those right-handed hitters are gonna have to hit right-handed pitching. Craig. I wonder as you get to know your players, like how much does it help that a lot of these guys were competing against you for so many years, like and had respect for how your Brewers teams play? Does that help you as you kind of get to know guys and begin this process with the new team? Yeah, I, th I think it cuts both ways. Really, is like they they've seen me and I've seen them a lot too. So there's you know, I, I mean, I was just talking to Justin Steele about not understanding how we couldn't score against you. You know, I mean, like, the Brewers couldn't score against you, and I like that he's got the, the facial hair back, because then I'm just, I just, he was clean cut for his wedding, and I didn't like that, really. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so there's some familiarity from competing, for sure, and and that feels good. It really does. Um, and uh, it, it, and really, it it's, there's already a connection there because of that, um, and I like that, and it's a place for us to start uh, start a conversation. Carter, uh, how difficult has it been to navigate the Bollinger conversation to keep the lines open with you and Jed, and at the same time, you know, trying not to tip either way the media or the fan base as you negotiate with one of the most uh, accomplished agents in the game? Yeah, I think kind of as Jed alluded to, there's just so many things going on this time of year. You know, in addition to major league free agents, minor league free agents, player development, you know, scouting's getting up and running, international scouting's going hard. Like, we have plenty of things that are happening on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, each and every year, and you know, having other free agent negotiations going on is nothing new to us. So, it's kind of business as usual for, from that standpoint. And you know, Jed's obviously. Uh, one of the easier people to work with, at least obvious to me, and um, you know, definitely enjoy that and excited about getting into the spring. It's kind of a tightrope, though, isn't it, when you're trying to balance uh, things and not say the wrong thing or mislead people when you're talking about something that so, seems so important to the fan base? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think we don't necessarily feel like it's a tightrope as much as, you know, we're just telling the truth and trying to do our jobs and trying to win as many baseball games for the Cubs as possible. And if we do that, we're likely not going to uh, get ourselves in any trouble. So, Chad, what, what is the truth about Bellinger uh, and the pursuit? And, I mean, obviously you're going to be fully transparent here with us. <laughs> and I mean, and I've how said, hopeful are you that something might happen? Um, yeah, I've said you know, dozens of times, I think at this point, you know, I have, no, I have nothing but admiration for him. You know, he had a, he came in last year uh, coming off to, um, you know, struggle, struggling, poor seasons, you know, in LA. And I think wanted that fresh start. He came in here, worked incredibly hard, you know, every day here with Dustin Kelly in the off season. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's gratifying to watch someone's hard work pay off, you know, um, obviously he had a great year last year. Um, he was a really good teammate. Um, so, I, you know, like I said, I have a ton of admiration for, for Cody, and um, I've said that a ton. What, what, where are things trying to bring him back? I mean, like I said, we're talking to tons of different free agents right now, and um, we'll continue to to do that. Jen, just kind of off that, you know, if, if this roster kind of is what it is and there aren't any more major additions over the next couple of weeks, do you feel like the front office has given Craig a, a playoff caliber Roster, how do you kind of look at the the team as a whole right now, and obviously what you guys want to accomplish this season? Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to feel you know complete. You know, in my twenty plus years, I've never gotten to a place where I felt like uh, you just kind of turn it over to the manager and, and like you know went and played golf. And that's not how this this thing works. You know, I think that we're always going to be looking for upgrades um, both now and and all season long, and that's what that's that's our job. Um, yeah, I'm excited about where we are as an organization. I think that we have a lot of good young veteran players on the team. I think we have uh, a ton of young talent. And um, I'm probably more excited for this spring than most springs just because we have so much young talent in camp. And that's what's really you know fun in this job is watching those guys play, watching those guys develop. You know, young players, young talent, that's, that's where the game is right now. That's the currency of, of baseball. And um, you know, that's the part of, our, of the organization that gives me the – uh, the most confidence, and I'm, I'm excited to watch those guys every day this spring. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Craig, along those lines, you know, talking about PCA in there, he mentioned your experience in Milwaukee of kind of bringing some young players similar to him into that uh, team. How much are you looking for that challenge where the list of young players is going to keep getting longer that you have to kind of integrate it? Yeah, I mean, there's... Look, it's a strength of the organization right now, and uh, there are – it is the best part of this camp. Right? There's a number of young players, one that are, like, already here but still have, like, growth. You, you know they have growth as big leaguers left. And then there's a big group, and I, I put PCA in that group, that are, like – that these are these are important camps because of just their exposure to a bunch of major league players. They're kind of – they're looking to – make the next step and our job is to help them take the next step and it's it's a it's a messy generally it's usually a messy process a little bit um, but it's really fun 
Um, and in the end, you know, you look back on players that I think as coaches and as managers that you got to have from day one, and you're so proud of those guys, right? Because you take the journey, kind of that major league journey with them for a long time and and that's that's really rewarding and really exciting and it is the game today it, you have we have to have those players um, so that we have so many of them and this camp is a great place to start do you know to follow on Megan beg you. Um, <clears throat> just maybe a little rephrasing but but you said you never feel complete enough but of course there are degrees of that so if you're as as you are today, if that's the roster going in, have you had a good off season? Have you done enough? Yeah, I think we added. You know, I think we added some good players this off season, and I think that that natural um, maturity and growth of our young players will will add a lot as well. You know, I look back on you know where we were a year ago, and, and some of the players that have have stepped forward, and now we're considering those guys established big leaguers. Like he mentioned, Justin Steele. You know, a year ago, I don't think we were talking about him in the same way and the hope is that we look back a year from now and you know there's five six of those guys that have now established themselves as as, as cubs so like i said i'm excited about where things are right now and i'm excited to get going Craig, what's, what, what's your, your message on a new team new players what do you tell them uh, to start your spring training yeah i mean look i think there's no speech that changes the world right now. <laughs> That's a big misconception, I think, about sports. We should, they make movies about it, but... <laughs> yeah. um. You know, it, it's really about us connecting as a group. That's that's what we're, our job is right now. Um, and our job is to kind of take care of the things you take care of the first 10 days. It's not to get too far ahead of ourselves. It's to take care of, so that's health. It's to take care of the, the small things we're doing with the, the, the kind of the fundamentals we're doing with pitchers over the next 10 days. Um, that's that's the job right now. Um, and as we, as we, you know, that's what, and that's what spring training is about right now. Um, as we we get closer to the season, and and as we have interacted together, um, and and we kind of develop some relationships, that's when that's when the real kind of team building I think starts. Uh, in uh, preparing for Dollar last year, what did you see of his adjustments, and uh, what did you guys uh, do to try to combat uh, those adjustments? Uh, I don't I I don't know if I could tell you that. I don't really remember that honestly. I mean, he had he had a great season last year. Craig, in the, in the relationship building process, like, what do you want these guys above all to know about you as you start to work with them? Yeah, I mean, I think that you're just going to be direct with them. Um, that's number one, and then, and then the number two is that um, that we're building. We want to be have something special here, and the responsibility that goes along with being on a on a great team. Um, you know, we want everybody to take part in that and realize that it's um, it's fun, but it's also challenging. One thing that we've heard from a couple of people is that you seem to have more of a focus on like individual work during spring training. Like, what does that look like in terms of like structure wise? Um, it, it's so it, it's just a camp thing. It's nothing you'll notice for a little while. Maybe until games start, you won't see any of it. But it's just it's just a little tweak on the structure of spring that that I, I think is helpful for coaches and players. You know, look, we're at, we, these guys, the players get evaluated so much through, you know, th- through statistics, through video, through tech, you know, and, and so what, what I want to provide like in spring when, when the results, in the, the results don't matter, right? 
and we can like al really allow teaching and coaching to go on um, like on a individual basis we have access to so much space here and fields here and so that's kind of the nature of that is just like one-on-one -on -one time for coaches and players or small groups with coaches and players. Last year you guys had a bad start and had a great comeback, bad ending. Uh, how much will that play into this? It's a lot of the same players back. Can they use what happened last year as a, as a positive that they did get back in the race? And yeah, I think there's a lot of positives from last year. I mean, we were 10 games under, and to fight to get tw to 12 games over, I thought was super impressive. And I think that says a lot about the character of the, of the team, of the coaches. Um, I do feel like that sprint took a toll. Um, and, you know, uh, when, you're, when you're winning like that every night and, and the toll that takes on the bullpen, I do think we had to play catch-up, you know, too much. And so... Um, I think that's probably a lesson to, to take from it. You know, it's uh, it, it's hard to, to sprint like that for for three months, but um, they should be they should be proud of themselves and proud of what they of what they accomplished during that during that period. And obviously, um, I think for all of us, there's a you know kind of a bitter taste in our mouth that we weren't able to complete that because I think that would have been a really special uh, playoff team having you know like I said been ten games under and, and making the playoffs. So uh, hopefully that. That uh, bitterness kind of fueled everyone uh, a little bit this offseason. Greg, you, you never uh, you never look nervous. You, you always you know, don't boil over. You seem kind of like unruffled all the time. I mean, that, and, uh, is that is that how you are? Would you have been kind of in your wheelhouse last season as you know this stress mounted for what the way the cup schedule went? Is, is that the kind of thing you're really good at? And uh, do you have any? Like here today, new job. Do you have anxiety? Do you have fear that we just don't see? Yeah, I mean, I think we all. Yeah, we, I mean, I've told you we have it for sure. We all. We should. You should have some anxiety. Like if you're not, I think you're probably over it. If you don't have the anxiety, right? Like you're. So um, of course you have some of it. But it's the good. It, there's the good kind and the bad kind. So if, if that makes sense, and I think it's the good stuff. Um, I I think I'm. I like being nervous in the dugout. Like I I think like that's when you're locked in if that makes sense you know like there's there's a little you should be on a on edge to get that's you need to be on edge to get locked in i think maybe that's how i do it i guess but i, I think that's how the right way to that's for me that's how it works for me so um look any any you know you we if you're gonna be a playoff team you're gonna play really critical games in september every year you know, and and so that's that's you know what's coming. Um, that's how a season works. Um, those games, those are going to be critical games, and that's how that's that's what we plan on. That's what we want to have happen this year. I really like Craig Council. I have to tell you, the four words right there that I circled over and over and over again: the results don't matter. Spring training games. He said, you will notice what we're doing with the work in the games. When the games start, the results don't matter. How dare you and how dare he? Cactus League championships have been known to be precursors to excellent seasons. I just like the fact that he's not afraid to say it. Right there, first day, the results don't matter. The work matters. The growth matters. The dare you. The development matters. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not 
sexy when you're trying to get your bearings straight and do like PFP, for example. Or if you were the Kansas City Chiefs at this time, perhaps you were doing playoff overtime install. Because we expect to be there. Right. And it might end up being something that we're supposed to do. I loved hearing him talk about counsel, talking about how the approach is going to be a little bit more individual-based. And I wrote down, Craig Council seems smart and sensible. Self-aware. You also noticed that when Jed Hoyer was asked, have you done enough, he didn't answer. He didn't, he, he didn't he is, say yes. He has not done enough. He didn't I'll say, answer it for him. Yeah. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He says he's excited about the roster he's put together, but he didn't answer the question. But there's still time, and I'm I'm still two weeks out from worrying. We've got more you Cubs are? sound. I told yeah, you, I March. Am too. Yeah, March first. I've been. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I agree with that. I, I think that we should go circle back to some Cubs stuff a little bit later on in the show. Some opinions about some specific players, some pitching related stuff. Also, that we're going to get to at one o'clock. 